cool. Yeah, that gun looked pretty cool, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing the, the, the other two mm-hmm. weapons. Yeah, Great. it's we're pretty excited. And like each artist is kind of taking a, a handful of different weapons. So we don't have like one mm-hmm. artist doing all the hunter ones. It's different artists. So we think, you know, between the different styles and stuff, this will be this should be a pretty fun, pretty fun project. So V, do you have a minute? Yeah, I do. If I can ask you a post show question here. For sure. Um so when did you guys change the algorithm for mm. was that for um, leading up to Warlords? Yeah, it was before Warlords. Hey Peter, do you remember we changed that optimization algorithm to be 100% perfect? Roughly. Yeah, it was like halfway through Miss of Pandaria, I think. Okay. Um, I wait, we tried. changed it again. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Um, okay, so halfway through Miss of Pandaria, or sometime for Miss of Pandaria, um, we changed it to be... Um, 100%, you know, based on the stat weights, right? Uh-huh. But then, and that's when, you know, we had all the reforging and stuff, so it was a really big deal. Um, that's when people had, like, several quintillion combinations of right. relevant gems and enchants, so it was a beast. I think it took us three months to figure out. But then we did it again for Legion, because there was no reforging, we were able to actually extend that to best in slot. So if if you had all this reforging and just optimizing the gear you had on, and there were several quintillion combinations. There's no way we could have done that without crashing our servers for best in slot, right? Because you don't have one set of gear. You have, you know, sure. <laughs> 500 sets of gear. But since reforging was taken out, like, that made it run ridiculously fast. And so then we were able to do it with best in slot. But again, that's all based on the stat weights, right? So when a lot of people argue that they think our best in slot is wrong, it's like, well, you probably just don't like our stat weights. Um, and that also has the caveat of this trinket issue, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah so i might be the only person in the world nerdy enough to think that uh, amr was a challenge when it came out <laughs> one of the reasons i was sad that reforging went away was because at least i haven't tried since probably heart of fear was the last time i really tried but i was very proud of myself for uh for my whole the guild. Robot? i would reforge instead of Mr. Robot and try and challenge it (laughs) and see who could come up with better combinations. And I could by Uh hand much better. Nice. Yeah, and there were some classes that were, like, basically, if you had a bunch of caps that also made it a lot harder for us and easier for a person to beat. I don't remember how hunters were, but, um, yeah, then we ended up solving that, which was not an easy feat. it's not as much fun. (laughs) Because you can't beat them. Right, because they can't beat it anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what? I think, oh, go ahead. What does it do now? I don't actually know what it. Uh, it just so determines do... which piece of gear is better. Kind of like a. I don't know if you have the, or know the add-on pawn that you just right. take a string with stat weights. Yeah. So, um, you know, still do gems and chance, but nobody really cares, right? I mean, yeah. We all know. Okay, fine. Get agility gems. Um, so. Or you can't get agility gems. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a jewel crafter. I should know these things. Shame on me. Um, <laughs> and so now most people really use it for um, best in slot and best in bags. Uh, and so it's more sophisticated than pawn <clears throat> because it takes the sets into account. Oh, um, set bonuses? Yeah, so it'll take set oh, cool. bonuses into account. Triggets if it takes like 
all of it, like crafted items. Um, you know, you can lock stuff in for like your main spec. Uh, you know, like if you want one particular thing. Um, and instead of just like a straight stat weight comparison, it's like, well, if I have this helmet, this thing other here might actually be better, right? Um, it's not as often, you know, like reforging that, that was, that happened all the time, right? Um, right. But without reforging, that's not as big of a deal, but it'll look at all of the, you know, do you have a gem socket? Well, if, if you lose five item levels, but gain a gem socket, is that better? Uh, and so it'll look at things like that. Um, if, you know, is it better to break the set bonus to get some higher item level things? Or is it better to keep the set bonus? Is it, you know, so it looks at kind of all that stuff. And then best in bags is where a lot of people really love it. Cause it's just like, Hey, here's the 500 pieces of gear you own that you haven't thrown away. We'll find the best set. <laughs> so it's, it's not just looking for the best in slot out of <clears throat> X gear set or it's, it's um, a, you have to have set pieces that you're looking at. Um, so best in slot, we'll look at everything that's available. And so that's, best I mean, there you get to the thousands and thousands of pieces with crafted gear also. Right. That's where I ran into <laughs> problems with my spreadsheet this year. Right. Yeah. I just couldn't account. So I just took a few examples of what it could be and called it like three sets for each piece instead of right. every possibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, our best in slot will assume the best one. But the chances of you getting that are low. And so what you know a lot of people do then is instead they say, well, I have one that's actually pretty good. I'll lock that one in and have this robot optimize around that um, for gear. And then Best in Bags looks at the gear you actually own. Right. So it's kind of like you know, current Best in Slot, right? It's like, I have these pieces available right sure, now. Yeah. What, should I, what should I put on? And so that ended up being like super popular, this expansion. And you've still oh. got a what should I roll on option? Yep. So we or still have the, the bonus, bonus roll. Yep. So we still have the bonus roll one. Um, and that one's actually pretty popular too. It's basically like, well, there's four things that can drop from this boss that you mm-hmm. might want. Two are downgrades. One is a hundred point upgrade and one is a 10,000 point upgrade. Okay. Maybe <laughs> you're going to roll for the gamble yeah. of the 10,000 points, right? Or maybe another boss has four items and they're all upgrades but they're all only 100 points but if you get one you're guaranteed to get an upgrade and so we kind of give you that data to help you figure out do you do you want to roll <laughs> so when you're recommending is, you're just using expected value or yeah so we're um we run a so we take your current gear and mm-hmm. say you're looking at the helmet list we slot that helmet in and rerun all of the gear with each of those things that could drop and then we get um how much of an increase it is. So if I say 100 points, that means um, we're taking the stat weight times the increase of what and you get. And that's based so, on whatever stat weight I put in at the beginning? Exactly. Okay. Right. So if all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I really want crit over mastery, and you customize that, all those lists will also get automatically updated um, based on what you want. Uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty popular. And then the other one that people started um, really liking, you know, because we redid it I think at the start of this expansion um, is the live, the live loot ranking, which is for guilds. Uh, it's also called, no, not RoboConsole. It used to be called RoboConsole. Team Optimizer. Thank you. <laughs> I should team know. Optimizer. Okay. I was like, oh, I want to use the live loot ranking part of it. So it'll be for a whole team. 
And so it goes with our add-on in game. So when a boss drops, say, five pieces of gear, um, you pull up the add-on and the add-on says it's a 5% upgrade for Hunter A, a 2% upgrade for Hunter B, and a downgrade for, you know, the rogue. Right. I don't know if you guys share gear, but we're going to pretend you do for a minute. Trinkets. <laughs> Trinkets. There you go. And so then everybody, not just the raid leader, everybody who has the add-on can see what these are because i don't know how your team does it but my team's always like well it's a big upgrade for you like i'll I'll pass right yeah um so you can actually see how big of an upgrade it is for everybody and then decide if you want to roll or not roll um it's not meant to be a loot system it's meant to complement your loot system and so that one ended up becoming super popular too so one thing i've been this just made me think of this is not really related but something i've been thinking about should exist is something like that but that also looks at w- what is possible to drop from the next bosses. Mm, so mm-hmm. I want to know what's going to be the biggest upgrade for the longest amount of time. Right. Like, could we do something like, you know, hey, our team is killing the first five bosses. Yeah. So do these assumptions for the first five bosses or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so with the Hunter example, I mean, in the the first boss of HFC, if, say, we're a heroic team and we have a BM hunter and an MM hunter, mm-hmm. the first boss drops a weapon that if it's a eye-level upgrade, it's going to be the biggest upgrade for the MM hunter because they benefit the most from weapon damage. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that weapon happens to be Haste Mastery, which are the two pretty much the two worst stats for marksmanship. I see. Arguably. Um, and the two best for BM. So even though it might be a bigger upgrade right now for the MM Hunter, in the mm-hmm. long run, that's going to be the best in slot piece for the VM Hunter. And right. there's way better pieces in a few bosses for the uh, MM right. Hunter. Yeah, what could be kind of fun is listing out the biggest upgrade per person. Like if everyone was going to only get one piece of loot and we're doing the first five bosses, what piece of loot would it be? And from which boss would be kind of fun. Um, or if a weapon drops, like you're saying, it's like, okay, this is a 10% upgrade for this person. However, here are the other weapon upgrade percentages that could happen from, from this entire raid or something like that. Cause then you might be like, nope, this really is the best one from the entire raid or nope, it's 10% now, but if he waits, he gets one that's a 30% upgrade. Right. And uh, even though, even if the 10% is better than somebody's 5%, if they're going to replace it in two bosses, who cares? Right, right. Or like, you know, it might only be a 5% for me, but maybe that happens to be the best I'm going to get. And so then it would go to me instead of the person who has a 10% upgrade because he can get a 30% later. Yeah. Yeah. So I think something like that would be kind of fun. Mm That would be kind of fun. Um, I'm going to add that to our list of things. I know we had like some stuff on expanding it. I'm not sure what's on that list, but I'm going to throw this on there. (laughs) How many people use the. It's a loot council based, or it's, um, it's not it's, a full add-on. It's just a yeah. So it's part of our regular add-on, and it's just meant to kind of like augment. I mean, we use it as our sole loot tool because we just normally do slash roll anyway. Um, and it it has a rolling mechanism in it. So like, say, say everyone's like, I don't really care about all of you. We're all rolling. <laughs> um, the the add-on will do the rolls for you and like show it, so everyone can kind of see and stuff, and then you can decide if you if you want to give it to them. Um, but it's really meant like if you have 
you know, any other loot system. This is just extra data you can use, whether you, the person deciding to use like your DKP or the raid leader. Um, and yeah, so it's just part of the regular add-on. The person running it, or the person, there's only one person has to use it to get the data. But the more people that use it, the more accurate it is because we can look at your best and bag data. So we optimize everything based on the best and bag data. So you might not have your best weapon equipped and we'll know it. Oh, all my <laughs> tricks. How'd you know? Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we'll, we'll be able to do that. And then anyone else who has the add-on can see it too, right? So you can see what yeah. everyone else is seeing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. I did have one other. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, so something I believe you had talked about a long time ago, which mm -hmm. is part of AMR logging. Um, and it was for healers in particular, mm -hmm. and that was healer like heal sniping, where <laughs> yes. like so you have some dots or hots up, and somebody else you know doesn't have anything to do, so they just heal them up to full, even though they would have healed anyways. Yep. So. Hunters actually have something like that right now. We talked about earlier kill shot. Um, and it's the primary reason that Lone Wolf is such an amazing talent for us right now <laughs> is if you can get a lot of kill shots off on little ads. Yep. Your DPS looks insane. Right. And I'm, I've been wondering all expansion how much that is. So there are definitely cases where you need to kill an ad as fast as possible. And you're definitely helping the raid by right. using kill shot, by getting that down. But I've been wondering how to measure which, like, when is that actually helpful? And when are you just taking it, you know, somebody else's dot would have killed it. The Warlock's dot would have taken it down eventually. And right. we we're just kind of being greedy. And we could yeah. have been doing something more helpful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we've been kind of trying to figure out, are we able to solve something like that for Legion, right? Is it just, you know, processing the logs, looking through the logs in a different manner? Uh, and trying to figure that out because like, like exactly. I mean, you can do it manually right now, right? You could look at damage per, per ad and go through it manually and be like, Oh, somebody's right. totally sniping, but that's, that's not fun. And not a lot of people are going to do that because it takes too much time. So finding out a way to do that programmatically would be pretty, pretty handy if we can figure that out. But I agree. We're still trying to see if we can solve those problems. <laughs> We're good at solving hard problems. We just only have one developer. So you said there's three of you? There's three of us, yep. So I handle, like, you know, people Coming and on stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, marketing, the, um, like, videos and, you know, how to how to do stuff, customers. And then we have our developer and then uh, our designer who also does like a lot of the CSS coding and he does like all of the usability stuff. Like, you know, like we'll find out like nobody, a, a couple expansions ago, nobody edited stat weights. And so we're like, well, maybe nobody knows you can edit stat weights. So then we changed the button to make it, you know, more obvious and front and center. And guess what? You know, now people know how to customize that. So he's, he's kind of in charge of figuring those things out. When did that, feature happen? When did you start letting people edit stat weights? Um, we've always let people edit stat weights from the very first <laughs> oh. <laughs> setup, but like it was completely hidden. Like not on purpose. It was just, you know, there's a lot of stuff on a page, right? And we're like, oh, we'll just put it behind this to power user feature. But then we found a lot of people like, well, I don't agree with your stat weights. We're like, well, you can edit them. Well, nobody knew, 
We're like, okay, nobody knows. Right. Got it. Let's, and we track it all too, right? It would be like, you know, 0.1% of people, you know, five years ago when we first launched edited stat weights. Um, and now it's, I don't know, I have to look up it again, but it's like really high. It's basically what we would think people would do, right? Like everybody's, not everybody. I'd say 80% of the users know it's there. Um, I think the other 20%, I don't know if they've not looked for it or if they're just like, oh, I don't really, I don't really care. I trust you, right? Um, yeah, so we're, we're always working on that stuff. So does, is that AMR is based on stat weight, just basic multiplication, right? But yes. when you're talking about, like, in the articles, you were saying, you know, 1% different, you're using SimC, or do you have your own spreadsheet you're using? Um, so that's a SimC plus we have, like, some other tools on our back end that we use to test stuff. Um, and it's basically, like, a secondary verification system to SimC, right? Like, Sure, it yeah. comes out very similar to SimC. And if it comes out very different, then we're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> um, so we're kind of trying to use a little bit of both because we we wrote some stuff just because we're curious. And this is how we end up building features. We're curious about something. So we'll just build something quick that has no interface just because we're like, oh, well, we'll just use it on the back end. And so we have a couple of tools like that that will be like, well, I'm going to try to mimic this part of the boss fight and see what really happens. And we'll write like a little script and try and figure it out. Um, and so those are the kinds of things we're using when we test this stuff. So, yeah, so that's kind of, kind of fun. But most of that was, yeah, basically SimC in our internal testing. Cool. Yeah. And the results agreed with SimC, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to use them because I knew I would have been slammed. Huh. <laughs> right? SimC doesn't say, I know. <laughs> yeah. And then and I have that's... to go into a whole justification. <laughs> you, you were kind of bringing that up earlier, but. That's definitely something that's been talked about, I think, a lot more this expansion is how hard it is to accurately use SimC. I don't think people give credit to guide writers for what no, all they're it's doing, hard. what you have to <laughs> test, what you have to take into account. You're not mm -hmm. just looking at a patchwork generic fight. Right. And you're not just running your character through, right? Like right. you said, you're looking at a whole bunch of different things. And that's one of the things we'd love to be able to help with a little bit. Like you can export. And actually, a lot of the theory crafters use it, and it's one of the reasons we're trying, you know, we try to get things out ahead of time now, is that they'll build a best-in-slot on our site, and then we have an export right into SimC for that. Um, because then these theory crafters are like, well, I just want to build these lists and test it, right? They don't want to have to go, like, manually change everything in SimC, which you can do, but it takes a lot more time. And then they have to manually pick the items somehow, right? So... If we have all the rankings in, even if we don't have good stat weights, they can play with the stat weights, look at an item list, look at the rankings, equip new gear, export to SimC, simulate, rinse and repeat. Um, and from Sim SimC, you can export that right into our website. Like, so the stat weights and everything are auto populated. Um, a feature most people don't know about, but it's such a power user feature. I'm fine with that. And so a lot of these theory crafters will just keep using this like cycle with our website. And so we're trying to figure out ways to make that even easier, <laughs> help them yeah, out a little bit more. That's interesting. I haven't looked into that part of AMR very much, but my basic gear check in SimC, the simulation I run through mm -hmm. uh, actually a different interface that a guy over at Elitist Jerks made. Uh, nice. but it takes about 14 hours to oh. run 
And mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is a, I've got a pretty good workstation. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty mm-hmm. powerful processor and I can't do anything else on it. I just leave it running overnight. Right. And yeah. it'll be done sometime the next day. And there's now, just you... so many options to check and so many iterations needed to figure it out. Yeah. So then you do a lot of, um, a lot of pretty hardcore theory crafting then for hunters, huh? Uh, well, that part's mostly just for fun. I just do math for the most part. Uh, or stuff on Thrill of the Wild is primarily looking at spreadsheets mm-hmm. and math. Uh, mm-hmm. and people who are better at real world, or I guess real in-game stuff, apply it from there. Right, yeah. Do you edit, like, the action lists and stuff? Yeah, the APLs. APLs and whatever? Yeah. yeah. I know, that's something, like, that just, you know, your casual user is not going to be able to really do, right? That the theory crafters end up having to do, and we all have to end up trusting them, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how much... I don't know what the casual SimC user looks like. Is it, Are we still live? Is anybody in the chat room right now? I'm not logged in, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, you just... Munchie just uh, said something, so I'm going to assume that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, unless he can read our minds. <laughs> <laughs> Munchie can, actually. Oh, there you go. Now, now, I want to be best friends with Munchie. This sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know what most people use. I assume you have to be able to edit APLs to some extent before. Well, you- so I think the casual user is, you know, the one, and we run into this a lot, um, you know, they'll just simulate their character. Um and just use all the default settings um, to get stat weights. And then they'll put those stat weights into Ask Mr. Robot. Um, and that's actually not what you want to do. Right, yeah, that's that gets kind of dangerous. <laughs> right, because you're looking you don't want to optimize... Yeah. Right, you don't want to look for gear of what your gear currently is. You want to look for future gear. And the rotation might not be the one that you use, and so on and so forth. Um, but I feel like there's... Not a lot, just because SimCity is hard to use in the first place, but I feel like a good part of their users is probably the casual simmer like that. Yeah, oddly enough, I don't know how long ago this was, but maybe a year or two ago, one of the articles we did on Thrill of the Wild was uh, just basically explaining what those numbers meant. So like we we see stat weights where everything's normalized to your primary stat agility for hunters yep. being one and everything else and just what those num- where they come from and what they meant and it was mm-hmm. by far the most controversial thing we've ever I've ever had on the site so just explaining it's, what the numbers meant right. was controversial yeah <laughs> really we were excited about uh, I don't know I guess when they're abstract numbers that don't mean anything in particular mm-hmm. they're less offensive than when they're actually gathered from a simulation and changing one stat and seeing how it affects your simulation in a hundred thousand iterations or something. Right. Yeah. We're actually currently in a phase of development where we're doing a ton of math. I think yesterday we did two and a half hours of math (laughs) on our whiteboard. And I'm like, it's Saturday. Um, That sounds like a wonderful Saturday. (laughs) We're working on some linear regression stuff. Um, but you know, and, and I'm not our mathematician. Um, I'm basically a good sounding board where if you can explain it to me and I can understand it, we work through problems, right? So our developer was explaining to me, and he had to explain it a few times, right? Because I, while I aced stats in college, when you don't practice it, it's easy to fall into all the traps, right? So for example, 
there's this idea of a haste, different haste break points. And so what I did is I took haste and I said, I did a little spreadsheet. I'm like, well, if haste goes, you know, from say one to two and, you know, there's 0.1% increments, um, what is the cooldown? And you look at the cooldown and it's like, well, there, it's a curved line, right? It didn't, it, they're not, sorry, not breakpoints, but, um, diminishing returns, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, all these, you know, there's definitely diminishing returns. And our developer slash mathematicians like, actually, no. The reason it looks like there's diminishing returns is you're solving for the wrong thing. You're looking at like the value of haste based on the cooldown. But what you really want to solve for is the number of times you can use a spell in a certain period of time. When you solve for that, it's perfectly linear. I'm like, what? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> but just solving for the wrong thing, even though you do a spreadsheet, you have a graph, and you're like, boom, I'm super smart. Oops, <laughs> I'm wrong. There is no diminishing return on haste. Because if you take, you know, if you add 100% haste, you get twice as many shots, you know, like auto shots or, you know, whatever the case is. And then if you add 200% haste, you get, you know, twice that. And so it ends up being perfectly linear. But if you look at it the other way around, if you look at the effect on the cooldown, it's it's a curve. And so, yeah, <laughs> we work on a lot of things like that. And that's actually controversial in itself. There's a, you know, diminishing returns on haste or crit or anything. And, and there is diminishing returns on some things. And it's just it's just how you solve for it. So I guess I can see how some of this would be controversial. I think the last time you were on the show, Frost Time was here, right? I think so, yes. He's the host. So he was, as far as I know, uh, was solely responsible for coming up with what he then called haste plateaus for hunters, mm-hmm. um, which is based on, so all hunter rotations at the moment, this will change in Legion, but since focus was introduced, all hunter rotations are based around a signature ability, which is on either a six or nine second cooldown. And so these haste plateaus happen is whether it's better to have a space where you're doing nothing or push back your signature ability. And at X percent haste, you'll want to just do nothing for a quarter of a second. And at Y percent haste, you'll want to increase the time between your signature abilities and you'll do better. And it was actually really interesting and very hated, I think, by a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's strong opinions on all sides of a lot of these arguments. Um, And I think one of the things we can all do better, too, as a community is like, this argument will happen, you know, piecemeal, like on this forum here, on that forum there, in a chat room. And it's not really captured for people to see, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, whether there's a conclusion or not, it would be interesting to like, you know, show two different sides, whether it's an article form or, you know, in, somebody incorporates it into a guide. Like, here's a frequently asked question, right? Um, whatever the case may be, and then you kind of show either the two sides or, nope, there is a conclusion and here's here's the answer. Um, yeah, and we always try to, like, engage with these people to try to understand and get the reasoning because then we can adjust things on our site too. Um and that's an art in itself, right? To be like, no, no, yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I have to understand it before I start promoting it, <laughs> right? 
and to try to get everyone comfortable with, no, I just need you to explain it to me, not because I think you're wrong, but because I really need help understanding it. And then also trying to track that down for 33 specs can, can take a little while. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually surprised you only have three. I didn't realize it was a three-person team running mm-hmm. for uh, every spec and every <laughs> yeah. option well, there. And, and, I mean, a lot of it's just based on the tools, right? Like, you just sure. edit the stat weights and boom, like, we don't have to do anything. Um, and so then last year, maybe towards the end of summer, I started a spreadsheet for for theory crafters to just enter their stat weights. Um, and then that way we can just add them as an option, right? Um, we don't even have to, you know, this way it's not like, oh, you're overtaking one of ours and our own theory crafting. It's like, no, it's just another addition. Hmm. And so we started doing that and that helps a lot because then they're a lot more engaged with the site and, and, you know, we get a little bit of extra help that way because then they're helping us with their stat weights, like just submitting it on top of ours. Um, and then also helps the community, right? Because a lot of people are like, well, I want to use, um, you know, like, like Azertherian has some in there. I want to use his stat weights. And it's like, great. We already have them in there. And then that gives, you know, him a, a, a boost to his name as well, right? So then he can build up some credibility and stuff and, and, and make yeah. sure when he updates those, um, they're updated on our site then too. So that started helping a bit for everybody all around. Yeah, so I don't I don't have any idea what other classes are like. How is it stat weights you would say work pretty similarly between each spec in each class? Um yeah, it's just some classes depending on whether it's a set bonus or a particular amount of a certain stat can dramatically change their stat weights. And so, which is fine because we'll just have two different presets, right? It'll be like a tier 18 preset and a not tier 18 preset. Um, but making sure people know and understand that, um, has been a challenge. But as far as like stat weights working as a means to rank gear has worked pretty well. Um, how, how does perfect. that account for breakpoints? Uh, so you can put breakpoints into the stat weights. Oh. Um, like haste. Um, you can add, there's like a, when you edit the stat weights, there's like a advanced button. And if you push that, it'll let you add in different breakpoints and stuff. So then you'll set a stat weight for haste up to, you know, 25%. And then you might add one for after 25 or 50% or whatever you, you want that to be. And so then once it hits that number, it drops the, the weight. And you can do it for like spirit, like do you, and you can do hard caps versus soft caps. No. Oh, we used to be able to do that. Sorry. Sorry. We still do it. Now it's a hard cap, <laughs> but, but you can put, so what it is, is, um, say if you have spirit, you can put a priest, like a spirit stat weight of like for healers or whatever, like of two. And then when you get to 10,000 spirit, I can say fine, decrease it to one, which is saying I still value it a little bit, right? Or I can put it to zero, which is basically a hard cap, which says I don't want it at all. Yeah, so we try to make that as flexible as possible. Yeah, so for MM Hunters right now, there's this strange place, which I think anybody in Mythic Gear has encountered, uh, between 48% and 53% crit. Mm -hmm. We get this uh, oddity where... um, so. 
five for sense about what your weapon does. Fifty three percent is a soft cap for crit for MM mm-hmm. hunters. Um where the value drops drastically. Uh not really a cap. I don't know if that's what you mean by soft cap or not. No, that would be that would be a soft yeah. cap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and so at forty eight percent while your weapon is procked, your weapon enchant is procked, it uh you hit fifty three percent. I think it's forty eight mm-hmm. point something, but mm-hmm. Anyway, in between that, there's these weird jumping points where you can switch one of your enchants to a different something other than crit, and then you'll be back to that 48, and everything works well again. And then you can switch another enchant or switch another piece of gear. Right. But then optimization, be this, you get back to there's a billion different options to uh, put everything together. Yeah, and that's where like our best in slot or best in bag sophistication really comes into play, because we're looking at the whole set of gear right so if you do have that cap at 53 percent we'll say oh yeah forget it you don't need this or we'll switch your enchant or maybe the enchant is still best because you have a piece of gear that actually works out better if you swap that to lose crit because it has a really great second other secondary or something like that yeah so then (laughs) i'm gonna throw this on for you (laughs) it gets an extra layer of complication because so for progression what i just described is I think what everybody does, uh, most progression raiders are looking for something a little more stable. But if you're going for rankings, which maybe that's not what AMR is wanting to optimize for, uh, but then you do keep stacking haste or uh, crit to different points, uh, because even though it's a lower chance of benefiting you, if it does benefit you, it's this higher, uh, you'll get more DPS than any other option. It has the potential, even though it's a lower expected value. To give you more DPS. And so that's what we see a lot of people arguing about us on a log and say, look, well, these logs show it's better. And I would assume that's where you guys have the advantage of having logging in the same program. Right. Yeah. And so we're actually working on some stuff with that, right? To try to figure out like, you know, because now we have like a whole expansion's worth of data. And we're able to run like some theories on this, right? So what we did with... um the infographics i don't know if you've seen those yeah so we actually i can't remember the names of any of these raids the first raid came out um i'm all yes so i believe if i have my numbers right or my timeline right we launched it to collect all that data but didn't tell anybody and so then we're collecting all this data. I mean, we had the, the regular logs, right? Like the view everybody's seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're collecting all this data. And then we had a program in the background that was like running stuff to generate these um, infographics to see if they worked and made sense. Because <laughs> you never know. We're like, oh, this project could fail. And it turned out it worked. And then, you know, we had the interface built it and launched yeah. it for like the next the next thing. And so we're trying to figure out like, now that we have a whole expansion and raid with like all this rich data, um, we've had time to kind of sit down and be like, can we do something more with this? You know, like you're saying, like with the optimizing and stuff like that. And so we've got a few theories we're working on. Um, some of them I think have to do with this regression linear multiplication stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a mathematician. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> and try and figure out what, what cool things we can actually do with that data. You know, so we're kind of all about taking this this data and and leveraging it to do cool stuff for people's characters. 
just so at this to... point, it's really going to be like, look what you could have done. More damage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what? Good job. You only did 80% of your potential. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're trying to, you know, solve solve a bunch of that stuff. And trinkets, I think, are high at the list. And then and try to figure out, like, with stat weights, like you were saying, like, with, you know, different breakpoints and and different gear and things like that, like with said bonuses, what can we do with that? Cool. To make it more bulletproof. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds uh, like we're needing to shut the call down. Yeah. Sorry, um, but guys. thanks for staying and chatting. Yeah. You guys are good Thanks questions. for coming this on the fun. show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use some of my math mathiness today. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for stopping by. It's been uh, very interesting, to say the least. Good, good. Yeah, our developer just told me I sound like a professional mathematician from his point of view. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at the whiteboard. There is a lot of math on this whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, when there's lots of letters and numbers, it's pretty serious. <laughs> awesome. Cool, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks, Seth. Yeah. Alex. Thanks, everyone. <clears throat> yeah, this is fun. Always a pleasure. Okay. Peace. Peace. Later. <laughs>